This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. You may have noticed there's been a rising tide of younger people converting to Catholicism, and not just Catholicism, but traditional Catholicism. And by traditional Catholicism, I mean accessing the traditional Mass and the use of the traditional sacraments, the traditional devotions, all the things Traditionis Custodis tried to squash. Young people seem to be converting. Now, not in large enough numbers that we can say this is the triumph of the Immaculate Heart or anything, but it's enough that secular commentators have noticed, and certainly secular authorities have probably noticed this too. It's a trend that is being celebrated on TikTok of all places. I'm really not that surprised that it's there, that there are trending hashtags about Catholic aesthetics and the Catholic faith happening on TikTok. Unfortunately, it's also in the sea of other junk on TikTok, but I'm not surprised that young people who use TikTok more than other platforms are expressing their newfound love of the faith on that platform. And But this, this trend in general, this trend of Gen Z converting to Catholicism, at least some of them, has shown a dichotomy in that among that generation. On the one hand, you have an ultra-progressive group of them who are all about whatever is in vogue in the time, the matters of the flesh and the mutability of identity and all the rest of it that we see on one end of the spectrum. And then on the other end, you see a more, much more conservative generation than we've seen before. This is part of that larger trend, and it's going to make for interesting times in the next few years when they start hitting voting age in large enough numbers to really influence things. But that's not what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the reaction from the media. You see, a pretty mainstream outlet of the, in the United Kingdom published an article written by a self-described lapsed Catholic, a young woman who is trying to explain this, but fails to do so in a very adequate way. We're going to try to help her out here. But if you're not aware of this trend, this might serve as a bit of a, to use a Gen Z term, a bit of a white pill for you. So, meaning a moment of hope, some good news. So, headline from The Standard, which is from the UK. Holier than thou, the rise of Gen Z Catholicism. Can't believe it? Don't be a doubting Thomas, says Emily Phillips, as she digs into her own Catholic guilt with the young converts. Ah, yes, invoking Catholic guilt. Look, we're all, we all have that Catholic guilt, I guess if you want to call it that, meaning aware, an awareness of our own sinfulness, or at least we're aware of the very beginnings of our own sinfulness, and then we need the sacraments and that relationship with our Lord to overcome our own sinful nature. Now, I doubt that's what they mean when talking with, about this, the author of this piece, because she's a lapsed Catholic, and typically lapsed Catholics don't really engage with that Catholic guilt anymore, because if they did, they would stay close to the sacraments. Unless it's guilt from the uh, secular religion for believing such rigid things as the reality of sin and the law of God and all the rest of it. Now, that author admits to being a laxed Catholic who opposes Catholic moral teaching on various issues of the day, including the James Martin issue and what I have to call around here the Moloch ritual, and yet she still calls herself Catholic. She admits in her article that whenever she's given a survey and it asks her, or a census form or something, it asks her to fill out her religion, being a lapsed Catholic, she still fills in that Catholic bubble. So please, the religion has a grip on her to some degree. So please pray for the author of the piece that we're going to go over here. Pray that she reverts to the faith and leaves her errors behind. 
To give you an idea, she calls the Catholic Church the world's largest sect of Christianity, which is deeply insulting to the Church. The Catholic Church is not a sect of Christianity. It's not one choice among many. It is the true faith. It is the Church founded by our blessed Lord on the rock of Peter, outside of which there is no salvation. Full stop. That haven't been said. Let's get to what she has to say. Quote, So when I saw that Gen Z were converting, finding themselves at the most intensive, highest of Latin mass, and that there are Catholic influencers, I was piqued. Even the baddest of Hollywood bad lads, LaBeouf has, been, has found redemption following the bad things that he has been said to have done in his past, shedding his worldly possessions while playing beloved stigmata-ridden Saint Padre Pio and being embraced by the Capuchin monks in California. Delphine Chui, now 34, was living what she now calls, quote, an unfulfilling secular life, working on magazines, that after a close family bereavement eight years ago, she found out that her work and 20-something social life was no longer giving her the dopamine hit required to make it through the depression. First, she decided to start a charity to see if altruism would help, then experimented with Hillsong Church, until eventually she arrived back at her original faith, reverting to Catholicism. I felt I needed something, she says, and the beauty of the traditional Latin mass, which I'd never been exposed to, changed my life. It was not without growing pains, because my values are different to some of my friends. That's been challenging. Traditional Latin mass, or TLM, is central to luring Gen Z to the pews. Conducted in liturgical Latin, it is a switch back from when the Novus Ordo, New Order Mass, was created in the 1960s, to make the church more approachable to a modern audience. The term Catholic means universal, so I love when I go to another country and go to a Latin Mass and follow it completely, says Chui. It transcends no matter where you are. Part of it got a little bit lost when we started doing it in a local language. In the mysterious transcendental chants, myrrh-plumed aura, lace veils, and opulent interior art of the churches that conduct it are ripe for TikTok's aesthetic-driven audience to restore its popularity. End quote. So you, you may have noticed that the author there ch chalks a lot of this up to aesthetics. And that's partly true. The look, the feel, and while the, again, to use a younger language, the general vibe of traditional worship is always something that newcomers to the traditional liturgy cite when they talk about what grabbed them and what keeps them coming back. But the core issue is the transcendental. Shia LaBeouf himself said that the traditional mass, he does not feel like someone's trying to sell him something. If you remember that his exchange with Bishop Barron, I believe he likened it to someone trying to sell him a car, like a used car, which uh, you could tell from Bishop Barron's body language, he didn't have a response to that because he knew that the, the, the liturgical abuses going on do leave it that vapid, banal, beige sort of feeling that he himself has critiqued. Now, the transcendental nature of the traditional liturgy lacks that banality, that whitewashing, and frankly, the dated nature of the new liturgy. And again, that's another universal response to the new mass from many typical Catholics, that the new mass is dated to the 1970s and 1980s, except with those ultra-rare unicorn masses, which, by the way, Traditionis Custodis tried to put the brakes on. They actually tried to crush those, too, by banning accretions of the traditional mass in the new liturgy. And eventually, you will find the unicorn masses gone if things continue on the trajectory they are. Now, one Catholic author described this in this way from a different piece. They described this whole, this whole dichotomy you're seeing here this way, quote, the phrase lex orandi, lex credendi comes to mind. It means the law of prayer is the law of belief. And since the mass is the highest and most perfect form of prayer, the way we offer the sacrifice forms our belief. 
In the extraordinary form of the Latin Rite, and in the Divine Liturgy of the Byzantine Rite, we see the sacrifice of the Mass offered in a way that is reverent, transcendental, and beautiful. The traditions of each of these rites are made very apparent throughout the Holy Sacrifice. End quote. Whereas we often see in the New Mass priests emphasizing the communal nature and even the meal nature of the Mass, which does open itself up to a lot of critiques of the New Mass and people questioning its validity, since the meal nature, community nature, were never, ever central to what the Mass was, it being a holy sacrifice. A Mass offered by a priest by himself is just as valid as a Mass offered by a priest with a thousand people in attendance. And, see, here's what the... It's what the author of that original piece from the standard doesn't actually get. You see, when we go back to that article, you'll see that she describes how it was how the traditional mass was curtailed by the Vatican, because the traditional faith and its rising popularity is threatening the new order of things in the church. We will often hear traditional Catholics say it really is just a matter of time, with because Novus Ordo parishes are shrinking and shrinking and shrinking, and then they get consolidated into parish clusters with one priest. And eventually, you get parish consolidations. The numbers of these parishes are clo are shrinking pretty much everywhere you go, where anybody who goes to the traditional mass will tell you that priests are often faced with the need, if they have the ability to, to offer more and more mass times. People are now driving great distances because of traditionis custodis, whereas they may not have had to before. So there is the response from traditional Catholics that I think we should be cautious about, which is to say it really is just a matter of time before things shift back in our direction. I think that I think that's optimistic, maybe overly so. But she, the author of this piece, says that basically Francis had to curtail the traditional mass because it was a threat to the quote gains made by the church after Vatican II. To which I have to ask, what gains have been made since the close of the council? We've had nothing but a catastrophic collapse in vocations, use of the sacraments, including baptism of babies and weddings. And most distressingly, nothing but a catastrophic abandonment of what Catholics actually believe and practice in relation to the morality of the church, along with Catholics just abandoning core dogmas of the faith altogether. We see this in all that research data that shows that regular mass attendees, meaning people who go to mass like three or four times a month, not believing in the real presence of the Eucharist. That's a problem, and it's one that bishops from across the ideological spectrum have openly talked about being a problem and needing to address. It has been a quiet apostasy in the church, led in a lot of ways by prelates and high offices who should know better, but think it's their God-given duty to change the faith. See the Synod on Synodality as one contemporary example of that. And she doesn't get all of this. So we go back to this article, quote, by its nature, as with the institution it worships at the altar of hashtag Catholic core is intense. That the ostensibly left-leaning Gen Z is having a sudden chaste encounter with all things holy seems at odds with a set of people more likely than ever before to identify as the James Martin crowd. Mulleted Aussie Gen Zer uh, at John is Catholic, who is 20, has 104,000 followers on TikTok, where he uses cricket to demonstrate the difference between Protestantism and Catholicism. I think what draws Gen Z to Catholicism is how radically different it is to our modern secular culture. Where the secular culture pushes us towards infidelity, Catholicism encourages monogamous, loving relationships. Where culture draws us toward overindulgent consumerism, Catholicism inspires us to be temperate and find satisfaction in what truly matters, our relationship with Christ. Chui sees a rise in what she calls trads in this generation. 
with the traditional Latin mass, I think there's a big kind of trad aesthetic. I think Gen Z are drinking less these days, sleeping around much less. They're much more conservative than millennials. And a lot of my younger friends in their 20s are married with children. Traditionalism is one of the negatives leveled against the traditional Latin mass. Pope Francis has even issued a set of constraints, seeing as a threat to the gains made by the church. End quote. This young woman goes on to describe how she's not ready to abandon her political commitments to rejoin the church actively. So at least she's honest enough to not try to live the lie of holding evils to be good while receiving the sacraments. Uh, I'll give her credit where it's due on that. But again, please pray for her to have an interior conversion that she will come home to the faith. Again, this is a matter of souls that we're talking about here. But I'm curious if you've witnessed what she's describing here firsthand. Have you seen the restoration of the faith coming from young people? Have you seen this turn in your traditional parish, whether it's a diocesan traditional Latin mass or an Eastern liturgy or an SSPX chapel or an FSSP chapel, where, whatever it is, have you seen this young people, we're talking 20-somethings, showing up, or younger even, to your masses in large numbers independent of their parents' influence? This Have you seen this? turning to the traditional faith at the parish near you. I'm very curious. I've seen it in many places, including but not only online. I've seen new young people showing up at my parish too. So I'm curious though, if you've seen it at your parish, let me know what your experience with this in the comments, please. And hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to sharing this on social media, that helps too. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.